Amen. All right, we're doing something a little bit different for tonight. I've got a. Um, I'm sitting back here for a second. I'm I'm missing some of my my, my staffing, uh, but I'm not talking long tonight because uh, what we're doing is this. This is uh, one of the greatest things I get to do as a youth pa- pastor is get to empower students to speak God's truth and His Word. Uh, uh, and uh, so I, I love a night like this where we have an opportunity for you st- who are students to hear students speak to you. Um, because they are, these that are um, might be a year ahead of you in school, two years, three years, five years, but I think they've learned some things that you can relate to that I know I'm like way cool and all, but you may not just sort of relate as well. So um, I'm a Excited now. This first one is a little, little different. It's it's Dalton, but Dalton is not here. But when Dalton heard about this, he he had to be at work, and he's sort of working for two weeks with with this job. And um, so at two a.m. this morning, he did a video uh, that he he wanted to share with y'all about sort of what he's learned. If he could tell, and the the question was posed to him, if you could tell, you go back to the ninth grade and tell yourself, give yourself advice on what it means to live for God, what would you say? And so that is um, that is is how this is going to start off. So take a look at the screens there. The big old mug on there is going to be all Dalton. Hey everybody. Uh, I just wanted to share a few quick things about stepping out in your faith, uh, specifically in the high school atmosphere. Uh, as tough as it can be, uh, it's, very, it's very much so something that we are called to do. Uh, and I wanted to share a verse that is very close to me and has encouraged me multiple times when I'm struggling with sharing my faith and stepping out, uh, being different. It comes from Matthew 14.20, and it says, He said to them, Because of your little faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith like that of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. This verse is just an example of the power that faith can have. Faith can, uh, as, as that verse says, faith can move mountains. Uh, faith can do many things as long as it's based on the love of Christ. Uh, we're called to share the love of Christ. We're not called to, to force people to be saved or force people to immediately feel the way that we feel or believe the way that we believe. That is not in our hands. That's in the Lord's hands. That's in His plans. Um, But this can be one of the toughest things that you face uh, in your walk with Christ. Is something that I've struggled with and almost anyone that I've shared my walk with has struggled with is stepping out and being different and not being afraid to talk with others about what we believe in. Uh, I can remember a specific example of I was too afraid to to speak to a teammate of mine that I was being called and I was feeling led to to speak with about my faith and my belief and my relationship with Christ. And I chose to ignore the call. Uh, and it was funny how the Lord worked it out. The next day, uh, He actually came to me and asked me about uh, my faith and what, why was I so intent and why did I believe so strongly in in God and, and what He what He has purpose for my life. And at first I didn't have anything to say because I was so surprised that He asked me. And then I just kind of laughed because I thought it was kind of funny how the Lord worked it out to where 
I ignored the call, but he brought it to me anyway. And it ended up very well, actually. I Because I was calling the spot, I just kind of spewed out uh, the way that I felt and my beliefs. And uh, he, he kept bringing questions at me, and I, I kept answering the, the best of my ability, which may not be that good, but uh, I just began to share with him the love that I felt from Christ and how uh, full of joy I was after I had um, worshipped Christ and talked with Him and read His Word. And he began to ask more questions and more questions, and eventually he spoke with his parents about it. And now I'm even closer with this teammate, and his parents and my parents are very close as well now. And it, and it's all because of the bond that we share with our faith now. Um, and I love it so much how the Lord worked it out, even though at first I was scared to death to step out and speak to him because I was so afraid of what he would think. And oftentimes that's what we're so afraid of is what will this person think? What are they going to say to me? Um, in the big picture, it doesn't matter what the the other person that we are feeling led to speak with has to say or thinks. In the end, it's it's our relationship with Christ that matters. And we're called to step out in faith and step out and share His love. Because as much as you... As much as you think that this person hears about the Lord every day, it may not be as often as you think. The opportunity that you get might be the only time that this person hears about the love of Christ. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss that opportunity. I don't want to miss the opportunity to share the love that I feel every day and the grace that I receive every day from the Lord. I couldn't imagine uh, going on tomorrow without the grace of God and the love that He gives me. And I couldn't imagine some of the people that I am around every day that I'm so afraid to to speak with. I couldn't imagine them going on without the love and the grace of God. And so this verse just really speaks to me. And it really encouraged me. And I hope it encourages you as well as much as it does me. And I want you to to not be afraid to speak out because... What's the worst that could happen? They could tell you to go away. And that's happened plenty of times. And it's not that bad. It's And at first they may reject you sometimes. And later they might begin to think about it. And it may, make to make, may begin to make sense. And they may come back to you with questions. Uh, but you need to just stay in the Word. And stay connected with your youth pastor. Dan has helped me through so many tough situations. I couldn't imagine uh, going through my four years of high school without him. Uh, and and all the people that helped with the youth group, Genesis and Kyle, and all the other uh, college leaders that have helped us in our youth camps and our winter retreats. I encourage you strongly to, to attend as many of those events as you can because those events have changed my life. Not just our Wednesday night services, because they keep me refreshed, they keep me encouraged throughout the week. But the camps and the retreats and the mission trips that we take are such a refresher every now and then to get away from the everyday pressure that we feel in high school. And I just encourage you to stay involved, stay connected, and don't be afraid to step out. What's the worst that could happen? I encourage you to stay connected and and be involved with your youth pastor, Dan. You... 
he may be a little scary to talk to at first, but uh, he's such an encouraging person, and he's so wise, and he can help you so much with your walk with Christ. And I encourage you to speak with him about anything you may have and you may be struggling with. I know you can trust him, and he will lead you in the. He will lead you in his best ability to the direction that Christ would have you. Uh, stay in the Word. Stay connected. And don't be afraid to step out. Thanks, guys. All right, let's give him a hand, though he's not here. We'll tell him that we gave him a hand. And I don't know what he's talking about, me being scary to talk to. That makes no sense to me at all. All. Okay, next one, we got we got three more that are here. The rest are live. First one is going to be Miss Hannah Martin. You know her as a girl who used to play but not sing, but now she's a girl that plays and sings. You can actually hear her voice now, now that she's about to leave the youth group. Um, so uh, we're, let's give her a big hand because y'all are scary. Hi guys, can I? I guess I'll just leave it in here. I'm so awkward. Anyways, um, okay. So Dan also kind of said, like, what are, you, what are you supposed to talk about? And he's just like, what you learned in high school? Um, so what I learned in high school, if anything, is that when you leave, you don't want to regret anything. And I don't mean, like, go crazy and, like, have a good time and, like, party and stuff and do all that, which, I mean, you can have a good time. Um, but, I mean, don't miss any opportunities that you get to speak or to act in a way that may glorify Christ. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever paid attention to me during youth, which is a really weird thing to say. Um, but I have my circle of friends and stuff, and I kind of stick with them. And I don't really venture out too often away from them. And uh, believe it or not, I actually have friends outside of that circle. At school, I have more friends than just three. Yay. Um, but a lot of them you probably have never seen. And um, a lot of them aren't believers either. And... Um, I had one friend who I successfully invited to church, and she came and then moved to another country. So I don't know if that's a sign or something. Um, but most of my other friends you've never seen because I never took up the gumption to invite them. And that is 100% on me. I had plenty of opportunities, and I didn't always take them. And I want to encourage you guys not to make that same mistake. Um, because the friends you have in high school, well, there's like middle schoolers in here too, so I won't just say that. Um, but the friends you have in middle school and high school are really short term. Um, you're probably going to go your separate ways, sorry, after high school. Um, and you may not see them again. But while you're in high school, like they're, they're your best friends and they're important and you love them. So I just want you to do, I don't, I have like a point here. What I'm saying is, like, if you love a person that much, you would want to share it with them. <laughs> this is going really well. Because um, <laughs> they're here. Um, but anyways, okay, we're going to go, and I'm going to read something, because that'll go smoother. Um, raise your hand if you have Twitter. Anybody in here? Twitter? Woo! Okay. Well, I saw this really awesome post the other day that's kind of gaining popularity. And I think it's at the beginning of, like, a daily devotional book. Um, but to give you an abridged version... Um, it starts out, and it's like kind of like an imagine this kind of thing. 
And it says, like, imagine one day you're sitting on the news and you hear about this mysterious flu that has come in and it's um, attacked this village in India and seven people are dying and they don't have any clue why. And then it spreads to all of India and then after it, it spreads to, like, all of Europe and then it gets in America and people are freaking out because everybody's dying and they have no way to cure it. And that's how, like, the story is going. And it kind of sucks because everybody's dead. And then... um, these scientists in this fictional scenario, by the way, um, completely fictional, you're okay, you're safe, um, come up with this. They realize that they can make this antidote, but it requires a special kind of blood or whatever, and the person who donates their blood can't be like infected and can't have come anywhere near to the disease. Um, so they're testing all these people, and so this guy, well, you go with your family and your son and you go and you all get tested and you're all good you don't have the disease but your son's blood is pure and they can make an antidote after it and so everybody's pumped and seven really excited that they can get this antidote but um the catch is that your son is the only person so far that um they know is pure and they can make the antidote from And so it says, like, you walk in the room and you see all these pints and stuff. And you ask him, how many pints? And the doctor looks away and says, regretfully, we're going to need it all. Um, It says the doctor grabs you by the shoulders, pulls you close, looks you straight in the eyes and says, "We're we're talking about the whole world here. Do you understand the whole world? Please sign the form. We need to hurry. Um, so he's saying, like, we have to take, like, all of your son's blood, and he's not going to survive. Um, and so it asks the question, what would you do? In none silence, you sign the form because you know it's the only thing to do. Then the doctor says to you, would you like to have a moment with your son before you get started? And stuff, and then he's like, Dad, Mom, what's going on? And it gets really sad, and at this point I started crying. Um, and it says, um, what's going on? Where are you going? Why are you leaving? Why have you abandoned me? And it says, the following week, they hold a ceremony to honor your son for his phenomenal contribution to humanity. But some people sleep through it. Others don't even bother to come because they have better things to do. And some people come with a pretentious smile and pretend to care while others sit around and say, this is boring. Wouldn't you want to stand up and say, excuse me, I'm not sure if you're aware of it or not, but the amazing life you have, my son died so that you could have that life. My son died so that you could live. He died for you. Does it mean nothing to you? And it says, perhaps that is what God wants to say. Um, so not only is that a metaphor for like how we should like our attitude in church too, but that just kind of reminded me um, about like the amazing sacrifice that we've all been given. Um, I was talking with a friend the other day just about how like amazing life in the universe in general is, and um, how complex. And so we're going to nerd out for a second here. There is a molecule called laminin. You don't have to put it up yet, Dan. Um, and it's made out of a protein, the protein laminin, and they twist together with. Um, they're made up of three polypeptide chains. You don't have to know what that is. This is important. But anyways, they wind together, and um, they do all this stuff. And laminin, the whole molecule, forms in sheets together, and it exists in something called your extracellular matrix which is kind of like the space that's in between all your cells and it holds your cells together it tells them what to do helps the cells talk to each other um so it's kind of important only a lot and um so this laminin molecule is in your tissues and your tissues make up your organs and your organs like makes up your whole body so it's muy importante and it says that if you don't form laminin correctly you can have something called epidermolysis bullosa which is a lethal skin blistering disease, you can have kidney failure, you can have a form of muscular dystrophy. Suffice it to say, you need laminin. But what pastors and doctors have found alike, and they think is pretty cool, is that laminin looks like this. 
in the shape of a cross, which is pretty cool. There are plenty of videos on YouTube. I can't remember the guy's name who I totally stole this from, um, but you can look it up, and it's really cool. And so, yeah, it's pretty amazing. And there's a verse, Colossians 1.17, which says, He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Ta-da! In the shape of a cross. And it's everywhere in your body. It exists in almost the skin tissue, or not just the skin tissue, the tissue of all the organs and pretty much all animals ever. Um, so it's just amazing stuff like that. Um, and reading stories like that one at the beginning of the devotional that kind of remind me every day of the amazing God we have and the God that needs to be shared. Um, so that's why I'm just encouraging you guys today to not miss out on your opportunities um, and to don't have not have any regrets and to just speak up whenever you get the chance like I didn't always do. Um, because I noticed with myself I would have a tendency to just like avoid situations as opposed to like being proactive. Um, when people are like, we're going to go party and stuff, and I'm like, I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A and get a milkshake instead, which seems fine and dandy, um, but, like, I wouldn't say, like, hey, how about we not do that, and let's go, you know, like, I wouldn't try and stop them at all, or, and I wouldn't try and, like, lead them away from it, so kind of regret that um, all the time, because, um, like, the absence of my sin I don't think is really enough to count for anything, because, you know, faith without works is dead, um, so that's all I have. This kind of became really weird and confessional. Sorry. Um, but all I want to leave you with is high school is really short. It goes by super fast. Um, four years is longer. Middle school goes by pretty fast, too. You only get three years there. Um, so to sum it all up with my favorite Bible verse, it is Isaiah 48, and it says, The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. So basically, high school and middle school will end but Jesus and his love never will. The end. All right. Thank you, Hannah. That was great. And we enjoyed your confessional time. Yeah. Stephen, let's give a hand for Stephen Moeller. He's going to come share. Most of these that are share are, are, are youth you've not ever seen before, ever in the band or anything. All right, so um, when I first came to Celebration, I was finishing my seventh grade year at Yui Middle School, and um, it was that summer that I went to camp with Dan, and God radically changed my heart. And so um, from then on, I went to the eighth grade, and everything was good. Ninth grade came, and my voice cracked, so just ignore that. And it'll probably happen again, so hold on. Um, Anyway, ninth grade came and everything was good. Took a couple, yeah, was taking classes and um, studying God's word and growing in my faith. Um, then sophomore year came and things got harder, but I stayed firm and everything was good. And then when junior year rolled around was when um, I really got distracted with a bunch of friends that I had that I'd known since a really long time. And so... Um, as they became to, or as they became distracted and their focuses changed away from school and away from God, um, um, I started to keep up. I tried to keep up with them. You know, I didn't want to lose my friends, but I didn't want to lose God. I didn't want to lose everything I worked for. Um, so I tried to make everything work. And then on top of that, there was a girl, and that was bad. Um, anyway, so um, my junior year, a lot of it was focusing on. 
um, impressing these friends, impressing this girl, trying to make everything work, and I found myself falling away from God and not under his word and under his um, teachings. And I would, I would still come here to the edge and come on Sundays to Pastor Mike, but, um, and I would take everything in, but I wasn't applying it to my life. And um, it was that year, or it was last camp when I was like, I need to move away from these friends, and I can only do that through God. And it was then that he showed me that he's the only thing that I need. And so that was one thing that I recently just learned was that he's the only thing that we need. And that's another thing. In high school, there's so many things to try and chase after. Um, Part-time jobs, trying to get money, trying to keep friends, um, trying to keep popularity. Um, But God is so much more than all of that. And that was one thing that I learned um, in my junior year. And um, this year... um, I struggled with losing one of my really good friends because of mistakes that I made. And um, that was another thing that God showed me that um, no matter what I do, sometimes it's just not enough. And um, I have to rely on God for things that I can't do on my own power. Um, And FCA and um, being with you guys every week helped a lot um, with just a community and being involved and there it is again. Um, anyway, being involved and just um, being with other believers and who will encourage you and strengthen you in your walk with God. And um, my last thing is just um, kind of what Hannah and Dalton said was, we have to be a light for God. And so I said, um, one thing that was constantly, constantly on my mind was um, that high school is the biggest mission field that most of us in this group will probably ever be exposed to. And so, um, because of this, it is important to remember to always be a light for God. And then I kind of explained that, said, what I mean for being a light for God is that as Christians, we need to set the example in love and character in our schools, always helping others and doing what is expected of us in a humble manner. And so, um, we have to, like Dalton said and Hannah said, we have to tell those around us, like, what we believe. We can't sit idly and just not do anything and expect for God to move. Um, And that was um, a thing that I struggled with in high school was I shared my faith maybe a couple of times, and it never went completely awful. I mean, my voice cracked, obviously, probably. Who knows? Um, But, uh, and so that's what I just want to encourage you guys is... um, don't be distracted with everything that you come across in high school. There's so much more. God is so much more. He has everything that you'll need, everything that you want. Um, and you can't, or, and you'll need him in order for him to do the things that you want to do and need to do. Um, and so that's it. That was really short. But I'm done. So. Thank you, Stephen. I don't think we, we heard your voice crack once. Good. It was great. David, David Shep, Shepard, come on down. Give a big hand for David Shepard. I heard that. Okay. So... Um, 
For those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is David Shepard. Uh, I'm an 18-year-old graduate from Uly High School. Um, I've been in this praise band for seven years now, and I've had the privilege of hearing Dan speak for the past six. So, I mean, if you do the math, I'm one of the few, if not the only, that has been here longer than Dan. Um, and uh, over the years, I can, uh, I can attest to that. Um, Dan has really helped me through a lot over the past six years that, I mean, it's just been a roller coaster for the both of us, and um, it's, I'm happy to say that, I mean, we've come out way stronger than we went into it, um, but if y'all have any problems, like, day or night, you know, if it's two o'clock in the morning, maybe three, three o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> make sure to call him and berate him until, you know, he wakes up and helps you out, because I know he'd he loves hearing from you guys, and he just, I mean, he'll help you out with whatever you have. Um, and my spot where I should be, yes, where I'm starting, um, I want to start out with uh, verse First uh, Timothy 4.12. Um, it says, Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Which basically says, even though we may be young, we have the word of God to guide us in our speech and in our actions. And as long as we follow him, uh, we can lead people of all ages, races, tribes, tongues, and past religions to him. Um, another verse you may know is um, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. It says, Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So, um... Who here knows why we go to school? Anyone? Okay. Anyone else? No? Nothing? Well, even though that is a great reason to go to school, that's not the one I was looking for. Um, I say we go, to, we go to school to share the word. Um, I mean, I know that, you know, um, I was going to say all the parents in the back, but Miss Candy might... Um, be, you know, like, trying to get Stephen out of here because um, it, most parents, you know, don't want to hear that. Even though that is a great reason and one of the a main reason to go to school, I believe that um, going to school is just to, sh- is to share the word because if you look at it, going to school is one of the biggest mission fields that we have. Um, you have all these students you see every day, all your friends, everyone that you pass by in the halls. And, um, I mean, if you look at it, some of you, for some of you, you have one more year, but that's a whole year that you're with these kids that you see every day. For some of you, you have, um, when is it, five or six more years, when, and every day you could just be sharing bits and pieces of, uh, the gospel with them. Um, um, and it's, uh, I know it's not easy, and I know it takes, um, Every, every being, I know it takes every bit of you um, to uh, go out and share your word, but trust me, um, one of my regrets for high school is that I was too worried about my popularity status and who all liked me. That I didn't, I didn't worry enough about, and I didn't worry enough and didn't care enough to talk to and save these people in my class. That if nothing changes for them, are inevitably really just going to hell. Um, I mean, the second you move that tassel from one side of your cap to the other, it doesn't matter if you're the most popular kid in school or the loner that doesn't talk to anyone. The only thing that, does, that matters is the people and the lives you touch throughout your schooling. 
Now, luckily for me, popularity helped me out in the fact that God put me in the prime position to spread the word through Yuli High School this year. Um, for some of you that are confused, I am the God Bless America kid. Um, uh, for those of you who know, and for those of you who don't, I'll tell you the real story of it. Um, I was told, or I was asked, sort of talking to a friend, um, and he said that I should end the announcements um, saying, God bless America and keep us safe. Um, and for about a week or maybe a little bit over that, that's the way I ended it. Um, which apparently didn't sit right with uh, one or a couple atheist students there. So they went to an organization called AHA. Um, I don't know the actual words for it. That's just the acronym. Um, and after that, Ms. Drake told me that if I wanted to continue saying the morning announcements, uh, I wasn't allowed to end it in that way. Um, and I can tell you, um, I wasn't punished in any way. There were no lashes, no expulsion, not even having to eat lunch on the stage. But it seems that Fox News got a hold of the story and blew it way out of proportion. A news channel had even gone to the links to stalk me at my house to get a quote. Luckily, they weren't smart enough to come at a time I wasn't or at school or anyone else was at work um, to get that quote. But um, in the end, the whole thing really worked out well for our initiative because um, it was the hot topic on campus. For that one student to want to silence the name of God once a day, probably heard it more and more over the next month than they probably ever have in their life. So yes, that definitely made my senior year interesting. Um, now some of you may ask um, if I knew what I was saying or if I knew what was going to happen afterwards, which of course I didn't, um, but God did. He knew me saying those words would start a fire in our school that no, orga no organization could put out. Though that whole time, all I could think was those two verses um, of how to keep my, use my speech as a light for him and how in all of this, I just need to praise and glorify God. And uh, in turn, we need to spread the gospel. So, I mean, in the end, my, I mean, my one regret through high school was, was not taking the initiative and spreading the word as much as I could have. Because every day I saw those kids, and every day I talked to them, and every day I decided not to. Which I know every one of you, minus the homeschoolers, sorry. Um, um, you go and you see those students every day, and you talk to them every day. And that, that mission field is just a great, just a great opportunity for all of you. Um, and I understand it can be hard, and it can be a little, you might be a little shy about it, but... Even if you don't know what to say, God can use you. And God has definitely used me throughout the years in every way that he could. And even if you just start talking about whatever, God can put the words in your mouth to glorify him. So that's all I have. All right, I think the loudest thing I heard tonight was speak up. Just take, take the chance to speak up. And the, the people who you are scared to death, um, what they'll think of you, in a few years you, you won't know them, they won't know you. Um, so, man, just take the chance. Just, just you know, we, we pause so many times. Even as adults, we sort of, uh, and sort of we catch ourselves. And uh, whether you're homeschooled or not, wh wherever you're at, take the chance. So let's give them a, one more hand, a big hand for Tim Chair. And I can't let this night end without a rap. And Hannah Martin made up a rap 
uh, and she's going to per- perform it for you. This is going to be the last thing we do tonight, and then we will be dismissed after this. So, um, As if me speaking wasn't weird enough and awkward enough already. Let's just make it a little more awkward. That's perfect. It's going to be awesome. So, when I was in... Oh, sorry. I'm go ahead. Tell your story. Ruining my flow. When I was in uh, middle school, I had two dreams. Uh, one was to memorize all the books of the Bible in order. The other was to lead an illustrious rap career. Uh, the second one didn't really work out, so we're just going to stick with the first one and kind of combine the two. Um, I don't have a beat or anything, so I'm just going to start talking. So here we go. Uh, if you have your Bibles, you can look at it. Check, grab one. Make sure I'm right. What? No, I don't know. Don't give me a beat because I'm all over the place. So, yeah, you're going to... No, no, David. Oh, David. <laughs> no, this is not planned. So if you have a Bible, check and make sure I don't miss up because I might. Are you ready? Can I just go without you? This is going to be awful. All right. Hit it. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, 1, 2, 3, Deuteronomy, J and J, Joshua, Judges and Ruth, First and Second Samuel, Kings and Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, not Job, Psalms, not Palms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Do, Re, Me, Fa, Song of Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, Acts, and Romans, 1 and 2 Corinthians, Girls, Epocorns, Dos, Thessalonians, Timothy, Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrew, and James, a couple of Peters, a bunch of Johns, Jude, and Revelation. Word. <laughs> <laughs> dear dear lord that was amazing thank you i'm so glad she she was going to do that in 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 the midst of her thing so i was like you want to do your rap at the end she's like oh yeah i gotta do my rap so let's pray and we'll, we'll be dismissed dear god i thank you so much for um just the words that were shared the hearts that were shared um the truth that was shared and the rap that was shared uh lord we 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 just help us to live for you um and to honor you with our lives wherever we are uh and lord i thank you for the these the these students and um the witness they've been and how well they've led uh and how proud i am I am of them, uh, and ask that you bless them as as uh, you've got great plans for them. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. All right, we're dismissed.